the vibes. We're back. Well, we've been back, but we're back. I'm back at home. BJ's back at home. We're back in our usual settings for this podcast. It's great doing episodes in person. We just dropped three of them for you. Stay tuned because there'll be more on the way. But we're back because we've got important things to discuss. Mm. BJ, mm. I'm going to need you to pick up your phone right now. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna need you to get your phone right now because there's, I'm sending you something and I need you to play it out loud so the listeners can hear it too. Oh, because ladies no. and gentlemen, while we were away, matter of fact, while I was on an airport, something very important in this world happened. My good friend, Mr. BJ Armstrong, celebrated 55 years on this earth. So BJ, some of our avid listeners have sent me their wishes for you. Oh, And man. I'm sending it to you right now. The people <laughs> showing love. It's on the way to you right now. I want you to play it so that you can hear it and spread the love right here because oh, it's an international no, oh, celebration. Come on. come on, dog. It's the international day of BJ Armstrong. That's what we're proclaiming. There you go. It's on your phone. Play it out okay, loud so it the people can hear it in the see. microphone as well. See. Let me see what the people, hold on, let me turn this up. Let me see what the people say. Hey BJ, just want to wish you an amazing birthday. We love the show and lots of love from London. Happy birthday BJ, sending you all the birthday vibes. Keep smashing it and keep setting the standard. Just want to say a massive happy birthday shout out to you, my guy BJ Armstrong. You don't know how much of an inspiration you were to myself and a lot of my peers playing basketball growing up. So thank you so much and I hope you have an amazing day. Yo, three-time champion, BJ Armstrong, happy birthday. Happy birthday, BJ. Hope you're well, bro. Thank you so much for your years of service to this beautiful sport. Thank you so much for your years of service to the culture that this beautiful sport has produced. Wishing you many, many more years. God bless. We love you. We respect you. Happy birthday, BJ. Scotland. <laughs> Avid listeners of the podcast. And Man. thank you, Mo, for all your hard work. And have a good night tonight. Can't wait for the season to start again. It's going to be brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. See, you See you later. What up, what up, you and my baby in my good morning Britain, I let Matt train that one here. Have a good day, whatever you do, make sure you get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Mo? You know what, Mo? Man, you know what? That was the greatest. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone. But, 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 and I, but, and but, I mean but, that. BJ, we're not done. Because... Oh, gosh. Well, I can't take any more of this. Mo, I, I'm sweaty. <laughs> But there is one person in this world who I think is the number one BJ Armstrong fan in this in this universe. So it's only right I send this one to you as well. This is an ultra special message all the way from the streets of Chicago. Well, not the streets, but you know what I mean, from the city of Chicago. Yeah, right, right, right. It's coming right. to you. It's, it's sending over right now. It's sending over. If you guys couldn't <laughs> hear the messages, I'm going to put it on Twitter later on. Don't worry about that. <laughs> But it's important that we give the flowers, you know what I'm saying? It's important we give the flowers over here. It's, it's a, a double nickel, you know what I mean? 55. 
I need a BJ to come to the show today in a four five jersey. Anyway, this one's for you, BJ. Happy birthday, BJ. I miss you from Chicago. And hands down, the most memorable and exciting moment of my life so far, definitely without a doubt, has to be when I met you when I was 11 years old. And you signed this. <laughs> Did I do the ugly part and lose my mind? Absolutely. Did I maybe chase you through McCormick Place or Julian? Yes. Were you super sweet and nice about it? Thankfully. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, one of my favorite things about the Hoochie podcast is the epic pauses you get, listen i understand you're the og but i think my wi-fi has stopped working yes but i understand you can give us that, that's incredible. First of all, I, I, I don't know where to start. I, I, I'm so humbled because uh, you just never know who's listening. You know, you never know. And all the people, I want to thank all of our listeners. It means so much to both of us and uh, especially these birthday wishes. Really appreciate the love, the support. And every day doing this show, it just gets better and better. We have fun. And thanks so much. And uh that was great. Thanks both for you putting this together. I, 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 who knows? You always got stuff going. <laughs> Thanks again. I had no idea. And uh, yeah, I do pause on the show. I, I, I do. It, it makes me laugh. Now, I, now I'm in on the joke too. It's <laughs> you your know? signature. It's the signature move. Uh, exactly. So, so, uh, Listen, I, I really uh... appreciate it. I, I really appreciate it. You guys will never know how much that me that means to me and all of our listeners in in the uk and scotland and all around chicago so this is awesome thanks mo and uh thank you again for listening it really means a lot to us and um we're just doing what we love to do yes sir. so i appreciate it it's crazy you know this is this this is our listeners they're our families because they hear us every day you know what i mean we have breakfast with them we hit the gym yes, with them we, we drive to work with yes. them it's all yeah. love thank you to everyone who's sending your messages for bj if you didn't get the chance to don't worry, just send one in next year. Now you guys know, start of <laughs> September, send me a message. We'll be back in the year's time. Well, how am I supposed to top that? How am I supposed to top that? I can't you don't need top to. that. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to. This is all love. This is what BJ always uh, says to me. But this is what BJ always says to me. He goes, it's all love, kid. So it's, it's all love. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is uh, true. But it's crazy. Shout out to Missy B. You know, you signed her jersey when she was 11 years old. And, yes. and now she's she's an adult and she listens to the show. That's kind of crazy. Um, that's, I, I love this. That's, that's amazing. At the McCormick Center, I can imagine that was probably literally 30 plus years ago. And uh, that's incredible. Nah, man. We, we incredible. ain't trying to bay up Missy's age, man. You know what I mean? It's just, she don't look yeah, a day yeah, over yeah, 25. Yeah. But, no, but, no, uh, she doesn't. But what is the McCormick Center? Was that like an arena? or is it's, that a, it's a huge... Uh, like uh it's it's like uh like a convention center it's a huge okay. convention center in the city of chicago so all the conventions the auto shows all of the conventions would come down to the mccormick center so it's a huge huge space well if they ever have a podcast convention we're going to pull up because we are your favorite podcasters favorite podcast and we're going to talk about the nba right now bj we're going to start talking because we've been away for a while 
We're going to talk about the NBA's in-season tournament. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, Mo. I've heard about it. I haven't researched it. I haven't thought it all the way through, but I did hear about it. I've spoken to a few people about it in the business. So I, I did hear about it. So for the people at home, if you guys don't know about it, the in-season tournament is going to be, well, it's in-season, but it's really going to be at the start of the season. The games are going to be played throughout November. All 30 teams will participate. Eight teams will make a single elimination final in December. The other 22 will continue their regular season schedule. The only, the, all the games included will be part of the regular 82-game schedule, and the only extra game will be for the two finalist teams. And this could start as early as 2023. So we're almost one year away from the first ever in-season tournament. Now, if you're wondering why they're doing this, the aim is apparently to make regular season games more meaningful because apparently... I know. Well, look not- at me when you say that. Look at me when you say that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> we just had this touching moment. <laughs> so, so I know you guys sudden, listen to this Mo, show. Mo. It, it don't apply to you, okay? It don't apply to you, but there are some fans in the UK and all around the world that only start watching when it becomes the playoffs. There are some fans. We just have to acknowledge it. There is okay. a demographic of fans. I don't know if demographic, a section of fans that will only watch yes. the playoffs. Now, the objective is to get them watching in November to watch this competition, and then they just continue watching All-Star and playoffs. Okay. So okay. that's the plan. I don't know what the prize is. I don't know whether it's going to be 10 million cash for the winning team. But are the, are the players really going to care about one mil each or whatever it is? I don't know. What I think would be a great prize. PJ, if you were a player, in fact, before I say what I'm saying, if you were a player and they tried to implement this, Considering it's, it doesn't make a difference to the regular season because the games contribute to your regular season record anyway. This is just an added incentive on top. What would make you, because I know the answer is going to be, I played the regular season games, how they should be played anyway, because it was a different time back then. But what do you think would incentivize the players to really go hard and try and win this tournament? Hmm. Well, I, I don't want to pause here, so I'm just going to go right into an answer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This deserves, a, this deserves a, a, a very long, long pause. However, you know, there's a problem that we have. There's a real problem that we have with trying to... Yeah, no, I, I, no, I get it, because there's a, there's a problem that we have now with trying to figure out why the regular season doesn't matter. It's like amazing to me. Like, I don't get the concept. Like, you play 82 games, and suddenly now the 82 games doesn't matter. So now we have to find another reason to get the guys to play because those 82 really don't, doesn't matter. Like, all right, so what if I miss 15, 20 games? It just, it, it just, I don't get it. I don't get it. But you, you, you know, you asked me a question in here, Mo, I think about a, a week or two ago, you asked me about playing today. And, and I, and I, and I, and I had a answer that I really didn't expect to, to a- answer that way. I was like, I don't know if I really want to play in today's game. Like this is a very insightful answer. And if you guys haven't heard it, go and listen to yesterday's yeah, I, episode of the show. Yeah. And I don't, I can't recall more where I didn't think every game was important. Like it, I felt a responsibility 
define and give the game that game meaning for me. Like I had to find like some games were more difficult than others. You know, you're playing in January 18. That's not an easy game to play, mm-hmm. but I had to find something that was going to get me the love of the game. game. The love of the game yeah, is what yeah, should make you want to win every but time. But I've step never out had a reason where I felt a coach, an executive, the commissioner to help me find a reason for me to play. This is like, I dreamed of doing this my entire life. Suddenly now that I'm here and I'm like, eh, <laughs> I'm good. Like that, I don't know what would make me think that way. Because Mo, honestly, I was, I had this thought in my mind that if I didn't do it, somebody else could. Yes. So what, what this, what this is really saying to me in the way that I look at it is there's just too many teams and there are too many players. We were just talking about expanding the league. Now you're saying there's too many teams. Well, because, well, if the games don't mean enough, if I'm so comfortable, Mo, where I feel like I don't even have to show up to work and everything is okay. <coughs> ben Simmons. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Go get that means you. there's, <coughs> there's something going on because competition keeps everybody on edge. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. know, like Mo, in, in, in a previous era, there were all-stars on the bench waiting to get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. There were all-star players. Now, Mo, how many all-star players do you see now on the bench? So uh, that that's uh, doing load me, management. Now that that means to me, there's it's too many. There's too many teams, because if you feel that comfortable, Mo, where you don't even have to show up to work, that's, that's not healthy. That's not a healthy way. So that's not healthy to to, to think about the game. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't even understand the way that these these people are thinking. Well, I think there's different different ways around it. I mean, for some people, you could look at, for example, 2019 Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors, where he rested a lot during regular season and then came in during the playoffs, went super hard and just destroyed everyone. There's that way of thinking about it, or thinking about what the San Antonio Spurs were originally doing: scheduled rest. He's managing, yeah. If he's managing an injury, okay, Mo, I get that. If you're, if you're Mo, if you're managing an injury, and that's all, just give me what you got. Mm -hmm. If you only got 50 games, give me what you got. I can't be mad at that. But if you're, what I'm saying, Mo, if you are missing games just because you don't want to play, yeah, or. Or now, no, I don't think me, it's I don't think it's even missing games. I think it's like playing, but not really. You know, we're on a road trip. We got this game tonight. We got a second night of a back to back, so we got to play the game, fly out straight after, land there, get sleep. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Not I that I have any perspective because I've not been doing that in the league, but that's from what I perceive as you do see on occasion certain players right. with perhaps a perceived lack of effort. For certain regular season matchups, we also see certain cities in the NBA where external factors clearly take a toll on the team when they come into town to visit. <laughs> Without saying too much, 
<laughs> Without saying too much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is this is trying to Very draw well put. more more interest in the regular season. Now, my personal opinion is, if you're going to go ahead of this, I was thinking, what kind of prize do we want to have for the winning team? Okay. And one idea, I don't remember who suggested this, so shout out to whoever suggested it, because I'm sure I heard it somewhere. Um, or it might have been one of my friends talking about in a conversation. But the winner of this in-season tournament should be awarded home court advantage for the entire playoffs, regardless of their seeding. Do you think that would be an incentive? Or, although it could work the other way, and after the tournament's finished, they just coast the rest of the regular season to the eighth seed. But what do you think about that idea? All right. I'm going to give you my thought on home court. Mm-hmm. I really think home court does matter in game seven. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I, I think it matters. Once you become the champion or you win a championship, you recognize that home court doesn't matter. And that you have to, you got to win on the other team's opposing court. If you can't win on the other team's opposing court, you can't be crowned champion anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think what you have to do, what, which would increase the play, is to increase the competition. Somehow, competition brings out the best in all of us. Mm-hmm. And here is a philosophy that will improve the play of the NBA. These players have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. Right now, everyone's comfortable. Now they have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Meaning, if you don't go out there and perform, come out the game. Mm-hmm. Now the games will matter. Because the X factor is performance. It's not the importance of a game. The X factor is you want to see players perform at their very best. How I'm at my very best when I'm doing what? Playing against the very best. Yes. That, that, I'm at my best, Mo, when the level of competition is raised to the highest level. So either I will raise my level of play or I will fail miserably. Yeah, okay. because you have we to you the, have to bring out another side of you that you have so, to really dig deep to get. That can't just be absolutely. there every day. So when if you want to see the best of these players, just bring out the best. Just bring out the best. Now, if you if you want to, here's the here's the here is the here's the prize. If you have somehow some way you eliminate money you know okay no matter what team x will get four games will have home court in the playoffs or has the right because they won so let's say you have the fifth best record in the league but you won the midseason tournament you have the right to choose at it you it's like a mulligan you got the right to choose when you want to use that mulligan to get home court, mm-hmm. you could use it. You could burn it in the first round, mm-hmm. the second round, because game seven matters more. Everyone can talk about the regular season all they want to. 
Game seven yeah. matters. So you're saying you can pick one game to take away from the opposition. I mean, and, and not only that, you're taking away the opposing franchises, opposing ticket t- revenue, t- t- jersey sales, jersey sales. local TV yeah, rights yeah, in the playoffs. Now the owner... See, now the owners will make you win. So Because <laughs> you have to align. You just can't have a player's perspective. You just can't have an executive's, the governor's, the coaches. Everyone has to forfeit financially the same loss mm. Mm. because when you win everyone benefits yeah from that too winning is the one thing that allows everybody to be aligned up so, so whoever wins the midseason tournament has the right to take away one game it's like a, so it's like a card if, they can just you know, like a Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> Absolutely. Now you're saying because that changes a series. So now you oh, can wow. instead of having two, so instead of having two games, two games, one, 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 you go, you can go, you could go one, three, you could go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you could go on the road in the NBA finals. Imagine yes, this yes, this yes, year. Yes. The Celtics won game one in Golden State. Imagine yes. if they had the ability to say, okay, game two, let's go home and game let's two, go home three, two, four. Three, four. All in Boston. Bingo. That would be crazy. That I like that. But then, what's the reward for the team who already has home court? They can still play it, so they could have one, two, three at home, and go three yeah. nothing up, and then one on the yeah. road, and then back home. I like yeah. this idea, B. Oh, I, I, I just I think it's because you want to. It's got to hurt everybody. It can't just hurt. Well, the players. We want to get them to play. No. The owners, the players, because the coaches got to coach. Here's my only issue. Okay. Teams that you would call rebuilding and I would call tanking, a.k.a. Utah, OKC, etc. Okay. They have no reason to compete in these tournament games either because they're not going to be in the playoffs. They plan to not be in the playoffs. So why would they compete? If they're playing these tournament games, they might just rest their best players. We have to think of something that makes them want to compete as well. So maybe it's what we're saying in terms of the home court, plus a cash prize, because which owner in the league doesn't want a cash prize? It is worth noting, the WNBA has already implemented an in-season tournament. It's called the Commissioner's Cup, okay? Teams will play their regular season, like usual, and 10 games per team are designated towards the cup play. So whichever team in the Eastern Conference has the best record in their cup games, will face the team in the Western Conference who has the best record in their cup games. Okay? They have a finals, and um, the total compensation prize money tops out at $500,000, with the winning team making around $30,000 per player, and the game's MVP taking home an additional $5,000. On the losing team side, players will earn $10,000 each. The winning team also gets the trophy. Now, obviously, we know about the struggles of the WNBA in terms of the compensation for players and their salaries, et cetera, et cetera. So, the financial incentive there maybe holds more weight rather than the NBA where players are making 60 million in a year. It's going to be hard to incentivize them financially. But what do you think of the idea overall? Do you like it? Do you wish that it was around when you played so you could have won multiple championships in one year? Because the idea has stemmed from Adam Silver has said that he admires the Premier League and how they have the Premier League, but also the FA Cup and the Champions League and XYZ. So what do you think of the idea? And what would you have thought well, if it came around in here, your time? Here, 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 I'm going to start at the end. 
I'm going to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just call what I wish I would have had an opportunity to do. You know, when we won the championship, it's a world champion. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to lay it out here and, and, and words may not come out right because I'm just saying it, but I'm, just hear me out. It's a world champion. Mid-season champion and all of that doesn't mean anything to me. They do rings for Summer League now, BJ. Uh, okay. I don't <laughs> want to hear Summer League. I don't want to hear any of this. What I'm going to tell you what does mean something to me is I wish we could have played the FIBA, the, the, Euro, the Euro League team. I wish we could have played the Euro Cup team. I wish we could have played the best teams in the world. The Chinese in the Basketball League. In the and so that, so that League, I could be for one year or somebody could be truly the world champion. Not just the NBA champion. Mm, the mm. world. Now, to me, that to me means something. Okay. I want to be the world champion. Euro League. And the NBA and the Euro Cup or whatever the teams that play in this tournament. And then that means something to me. Mm, that would be fun. Okay. Although I think the yeah, NBA champions would, be, would... Yeah, but I'm the I'm the NBA champion. That's the only thing that bothers me about that world champion. Because we say it's the best league in the world. But, Mo, for one game, anybody could be the best. I've, I've seen numerous NBA teams lose against EuroLeague teams, and then they always come up so with the excuse I, of, oh, it was preseason. But you still I wanna, lost. I, I want to see, because, Mo, let me tell you something. That FIBA game is a different game. The NCAA is a different game. The NBA is a different game. And they're all playing different games. Now, same ball, same hoop but it's different rules. Yeah. And for one game, you know, if the, if the world NBA world champions had to play by FIBA rules, that's a different game now. Well, looking and at Eurobasket, Eurobasket right now, Luca just got eliminated. Giannis has been eliminated. Yoke has been eliminated. The biggest name yeah. left in the tournament is Rudy Gobert. It's this, but again, I would love to see the Euro league play in the NBA. Yeah. Different game. Yeah. So that's what I want to see. All of this mid-season stuff to me is just getting ready for the big big thing, which is to create that. Do you know what I want to see? This this is just an idea that just popped into my head right now. So I don't know if it's really clever or really stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I feel like, why not? I want, BJ, you're a big boxing fan, right? If you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you've got the belt. And if someone knocks you out and wins the fight, they've got the belt. And if someone beats them, they've got the belt, right? I want an NBA championship belt, right? And we can start it this year. The Warriors will begin with the belt, okay? But anytime they lose a game, it goes to the next team. So say they play opening night against the Lakers, right? And the Lakers beat them. The Lakers now have the belt. Then Tuesday after, the Clippers beat the Lakers. Then the Clippers have the belt. Just to see who ends up with it for the end of the season. Just just to, just to see which team, because it's complete randomized. There's no way to plan this, right? So it could the OKC Thunder could have the belt at the end of the season. 
You know what I mean? If the Lakers have got a belt and OKC are like, you know what? You know what? They're not taking us seriously. We're going to come in. We're going to win that belt. And ain't no one taking it off us. It could put an end to the tanking. We've obviously got to come up with a prize for winning the regular season belt. But that's just something that pops into my head now. Maybe I'm watching too much YouTube boxing videos. But what do you think about that one? <laughs> I, I'm all for it. it. I'm all for it. Whatever you need to do to get yourself ready to perform, I'm all for it. You know, some players, I, I've seen a thousands, thousand different ways to get ready for a game. And whatever you need to do. However, I, what I don't like is when they say we, we got to find a way to get the guys to play because the 82 games don't mean anything. What, what do you mean the 82 doesn't mean anything? It means something. Well, so I would love, but what I would love though, which I think would be incredibly exciting is to see the NBA world champion mm. play against. Yeah. In Eva, football. Yeah, I, I would love that. Now, in football, I would, they have, I would love that. They have the cup winners cup where the winner of the champions league will play the winner of the Europa league will play. The, and the players are like the winner of the Southern American leagues, North American leagues, African leagues, Asian leagues. They all play in a tournament during the summer. Which is pretty cool, but let's switch. Let's switch lanes slightly from a negative from talking about players who don't want to play to positive. The uh, NBA Hall of Fame recently inaugurated some players. Did you see that, BJ? Bravo, bravo! I want to send a big shout out to my guy Tim Hardaway. And finally, in the whole yeah, run I want TMC. To a big shout out. Yeah, you know I, it's been a long time coming. It was so great. I was I was so happy for him to finally get in. What a phenomenal, phenomenal player. So I was really happy for him. And all of the... Um, Manu Ginobili, one of my personal Manu favorite Gino players, yeah. he got in. So I had a question. I was just doing a Twitch stream. And every time I'm on Twitch now, BJ, they ask me to get you on Twitch. But we'll work on it. We will work on it. But <laughs> one thing at a time. One at a time. Thing okay. at a time. And, uh, and Josh, one of, the, one of the guys in the chat, wanted to know who are your locks for the Hall of Fame next season, 2023? Now, there are some first ballot locks. The class next year is going to be stacked. You've got Dirk okay, Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. Dirk Nowitzki for sure is going to make it. For <laughs> just sure. Kidding, just kidding. question. Kidding. Dwayne Wade, Power <laughs> okay. Soul, and Tony Parker. So there's a very European-flavored class. There's okay. three Euro guys plus Dwayne Wade. And then I'm just reading an article here from NBC Sports, and it says intriguing candidates. Chauncey Phillips, who I believe should already be in there, Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire. And then other notable contenders, Larry Foust, Sean Kemp, and Detlef Schrempf. Out of all those names, obviously aside from the first crop, which are basically locks to make it in, who do you think is making it in out of those final six guys? Well, you know, if I knew the criteria to get into the Hall of Fame, I could probably give you a better answer. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. I, I, you know, I don't no know what the criteria is. You know, I, no one knows. You know, it, you know, you look at Amai Stardemeyer. He came in. He's rookie of the year. He gets injured. He continues playing. He plays for the Knicks. Then he goes and plays in Israel, I believe. Sean Marion had an amazing career. Champion. Yeah. I mean, Sean Kemp. The Rain Man, one of the most contributions, iconic dunkers of all time. I mean, I, I don't know the criteria. Detlef Shrimp, wow. You know, he's one of the first 
Europeans to come over here. He goes to college, I think, at the University of Washington or Washington State, one of them, plays in the NBA, has an amazing, amazing career, plays for, uh, I don't know, 15-plus years or something. I mean, I don't know what the criteria is. How nice would it be if he's inducted because he kind of laid the foundation for Dino Vesey to come in and they're absolutely. inducted in the same I year? Mean, that, would be, absolutely. that would be great. His contributions, listen, those early, those early – European players who were coming over here and playing those guys deserve more credit because you had so many. Now you have kind of a transition to come here. Now mm-hmm. those guys, they laid the foundation dirt. I mean, when you talk about Dirk Nowitzki, you got to say Detlef shrimp, Detlef shrimp, mm-hmm. you know, Detlef shrimp was a, was a, was is to me, he should be in the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. What he was able to do, how he, how he played, how he adjusted his game. And he was, he was starter. He was a starter, but he comes off the bench. His longevity. I mean, he was just an amazing player, played the game at the highest level. So I would think out of all those players, probably Detlef Shrimp for sure. Chauncey Billups. I think gets in. I think, listen, Chauncey Billups. I mean, he's what finals MVP. You got to mm-hmm. put him in there. So, yeah, I mean, those are some great names and, you know, but I don't know the yeah. criteria to get into the to the Hall of Fame. Well, there's one thing I do know um, that you can actually get into the Basketball Hall of Fame, whether you're a player or a coach, but you can actually get in through being in the media. We've seen some legendary broadcasters and radio announcers get in. And one of my goals in life is to also be in the Hall of Fame. So if you would like to help me, subscribe to the podcast. And- <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard segues this good. I didn't know where you were going with that. My segue should be in the Hall of Fame alone. Also, I forgot to say at the very start because we're doing BJ's birthday. This podcast is presented by NBA 2K23. Hit the link in the description to get your copy. Make sure you get your copy. But if you don't have a console and you can't play it, tune in to Twitch. I stream every day now, live on Twitch. We're building. BJ, I told you about Nikola Brokic the other day. Do you want to know my player for this year, what they're called? Yes. Shaquille Moneal. <laughs> okay. I can only take so much. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you hit the link in the description, get your copy of 2K. BJ and I will be back tomorrow morning with another episode. We've got a lot more to discuss. We've got a lot more to discuss. Don't worry. Appreciate all of you. Thank you to everybody who sent in birthday wishes, BJ. BJ, I hope you had a blessed day. And here's to another <laughs> year very much. of blessings and greatness. Until next time, my good people, get buckets.